Okay, this is a, an important connection of the first reading and the second reading. And I want to start with Paul. And this is very important because Paul talks when he writes about what? We always say mankind is body and soul. But Paul says we are body. That's what he calls the flesh. That's what brother uh, just read, talking about the flesh. Um, you, are, you live according to the flesh. So Paul talks about the body, which is the flesh, the soul, and then the spirit. What's the difference between the soul and the spirit? They are connected. Now, what most every person doesn't know is that plants and animals have souls. And I got all kinds of comments online when I did a talk on this a few months ago. Father, you're heretical, you're heretical. No, a soul animates any living thing. Any plant that is alive, you know, your plant lives and then it dies, it has a soul. An animal that lives and dies has a soul, all right? Anything that gives life has a soul. All living things have a soul, but man is unique. In man, we have more. We have not only a vegetative soul like a plant, we not only have a sensitive powers or vegetative powers like a plant, we not only have sensitive powers like animals, they can feel pain, but we have rational powers that plants and animals don't have. So basically, that is our spirit. Our soul animates our body and gives it life like an animal or plant. But then God gives us a spirit to animate our soul. So our soul animates our body, but it is our spirit that animates our soul. What do I mean by that? A human is a rational, immortal soul. And that soul, unlike the animals or the plants, are made rational and immortal by its spirit. This is important. In other words, man is the only living thing whose soul is a spirit. Animals are not spiritual. You may think yours is. Rocky, my big yellow lab, I swore his was. He was smart, he could think, he could do tricks. But they are not spiritual. Now, the only spirit, which is a soul, is man. So hear that again. Man is the only being which soul, whose soul is a spirit, Animals are not spiritual. And man is the only one, and the only one where spirit, his spirit is a soul. Angels, they do not have bodies, therefore they do not have souls. Did you know that? Angels do not have souls. They are purely spirits. Animals do not have spirits. They are purely souls. Mankind has both. So think about that. You have an animal that has a living soul that's alive, but it has no spirit. An angel has no soul. It has no body, but it has a spirit. It is spiritual. But man has both body, soul, and all three, I guess, spirit. Only in humans do we find both soul and spirit. Now, Aquinas, Thomas Aquinas and the Dominicans, See, that is why particular animals don't go to heaven, because they don't have spirits. Well, 
For those of you, before you get upset, and Thomas Aquinas says, no, they don't have rational, immortal souls. In other words, they don't have spirits. The Franciscans disagree with them. The Franciscans say that Christ reconciled all of creation to himself, and that includes your pet Rocky. Okay, I'm going with that one. I want to see Rocky again. But indeed, man is a union or composite of body and soul. But that soul is directed to God, and that makes it spiritual. In other words, Rocky, my dog, had a soul, but his soul was only about preservation, surviving, eating, going outside, playing. His soul was just a soul, if that makes sense. Our soul is oriented towards God. That makes it spiritual. And so that's the difference. And a lot of people don't know this. So humans alone are body, soul, and spirit. We have a spiritual soul. Now, what do we mean by soul? Now, if you're talking just about the soul, that means that which gives life to the body. If you're talking just about spirit, that means the aspect of us that can believe in God, receive grace, worship him directed towards God. So a spirit is directed towards God while a soul is directed towards yourself to keep you alive. A plant's trying to survive, it wants water. An animal's trying to survive, it's seeking food. A soul is directed to yourself. But when that soul becomes spiritualized, it becomes directed towards God. The problem is some people live like animals. They don't let their souls be spiritualized. And they just live for themselves. They just live to survive. They don't live directed towards God. And their soul, how beautiful it is, is no different from an animal because it's not raised up. It's not spiritualized. They're not actualizing their spirit. Now, I want to go to the gospel because Jesus does, I said I was going to talk about the gospel, but when I'm reading it, I'm like, oh my goodness, we got to talk about the gospel. Why? Because Jesus made the point that this woman had a spirit of infirmity. Well, Father, if you're talking about the spirit lifts us up to God, what is this poor woman in the gospel has a spirit of infirmity? Whoa, there is a connection in the spiritual realm to the good and the bad. Do you know that there's a connection between demonic and our physical? Do you know that the demons can affect our physical? There is a connection between demonic oppression and physical illness. Today, Brother Ben's going to read from paragraph 1685, where we talk about the spirit. The devil, his destructive work can manifest not only in thoughts, but in your physical well-being. There are four levels of the devil's effect on the world around us. Infestation, oppression, obsession, and possession. This is the teaching of the church. Real quickly, what are they? All right, if the devil and the bad spirit is active, it can be infestation. That is things. So the devil could affect, this is a term for demonic activity connected to a particular object or a location. Things, things as physical objects moving, things levitating, 
flying through the air. Father Don Calloway talks about when he was up here in Stockbridge, um, he was praying and a box of Kleenexes lifted up off the dresser and flung across the room and knocked the rosary out of his hand. That's infestation. Then we have oppression. The devil and the evil spirit can bring oppression. This describes demonic attacks on a victim's exterior life, influences on their bodily health. That's what we're talking about here, a spirit of infirmity, finances, work situation, family, and other social relations. It could destroy your relations with others. This is oppression. This is the most common. It may even include physical assaults. Remember Padre Pio being dragged across the floor. John Vianney used to be dragged across the floor by demons. Such as things as invisible blows to the body. I was counseling one woman and she would have marks appear scratch marks on her body. Many of the saints went through this. This is oppression, the physical. That's what happened to this woman in the gospel here. She has a spirit of infirmity, and who healed her? Jesus. Then, third of the four, you have obsession, which is more serious than oppression. It refers to a more severe and relentless attack of the evil one. It's a form of struggle in the victim's interior life. Now, the devil has moved from the outside, your physical, to the inside. It can be intense that if you suffer from this, you may think you're going insane at times. Visual and auditory hallucinations. You might have that happen, as well as temptations to suicide or to hurt other people. This is the devil getting in our head. You know that shooter down in Florida at Parkland High School a few years ago where so many precious young students lost their lives. And that shooter in Florida went through on a rampage and was shooting people. You won't hear this, adver not advertised, but um, said on the news or in the media, but somebody we knew that works in closely with the police down there said that when they interviewed this kid that did the shooting, they asked him why he did it. And he looked baffled at him. And they said, why did you do this? Why did you shoot these innocent people who didn't do anything? And he looked at him almost baffled. And he said, I was just following the voices in my head that were telling me what to do. Whoa. If we're not rightly ordered in our spirit, we're susceptible to that. We have to become rightly ordered in our spirit so that we keep close to prayer and most of all, the sacraments. The devil can't stay in you when you keep feeding your body and soul the sacraments. When you keep going to confession and the devil's work is undone time after time after time. And the devil can't stay in you if you keep feeding your soul the Holy Eucharist. Pretty soon he's going to be like, I can't stay here anymore. This is tormenting me. So when people ask, what do I do, Father? I think I'm oppressed. I think I'm obsessed. I think I'm even possessed. The sacraments. 
This is actual grace being put into your soul, spiritualizing your soul. Well, if we have spirits, does God have a spirit? Yes, it's called the Holy Spirit. Even God himself has a spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. And so when we fill ourselves with the sacraments, we're bringing the Holy Spirit into ourselves. That's going to drive the demons and the devil right away. So you're, you're bringing the Holy Spirit in to be your spirit. This is why we say Mary was perfectly guided by the Holy Spirit. That's why um, um, uh, Maximilian Kolbe calls her the quasi-incarnation of the Holy Spirit. Now, she was not the Holy Spirit in the flesh walking around, but she embodied everything the Holy Spirit was, and she was basically, the Holy Spirit was living in her. That's the meaning of spirit. This is amazing. And so with this, we finish with possession. Now, this is the most serious, the most dangerous, but it's also the rarest. This is very, very rare, but we know it does happen. When people hear homilies like mine, people laugh at me. People will say, I've gotten comments, people saying, you're, you know, you're, you're out of the Middle Ages. No, I'm not out of the Middle Ages. I'm out of today. But this message is very real even today, not just the Middle Ages. This stuff is real. Read uh, paragraph 1720 in the Diary of St. Faustina when Jesus tells St. Faustina about spiritual warfare. Anyway, possession. This is the most dangerous but rarest. An evil spirit controls the body of a victim, both interior and exterior, through, through many different avenues, although the victim is usually not aware of what's taking place. An alien voice might speak through a possessed person. So I think this is what happened to that shooter in Parkland, Florida. Revealing knowledge of hidden things. Talking in a language of an, unknown, of an unknown victim. For instance, how do you explain? I want to know how science explains a 12-year-old girl or boy all of a sudden speaking ancient Aramaic. There's no way that a 12-year-old American boy would all of a sudden be able to start speaking ancient Aramaic, a dialect of Christ. This is what happened. The person might exhibit extreme, sometimes violent actions, sense of revulsion to the names of Jesus and Mary, and especially holy water. Holy water will literally burn and the rights of the church, when you start praying the rights of the church, they can't stand it. That's why you come to the sacraments. A consecrated host will scare them. Holy water, sacred relics, sacramentals, rosaries, crucifixes, especially crucifixes and holy water. The demons do not want any part of that. So there are good spirits and there are bad spirits. Who's going to rule you? Your own spirit needs to be aligned with one or the other. You were created as a spiritual being unlike the animals and the plants. And you will have the choice through your free will to align your spirit with the good or the bad. This is why people who align with the bad 
Satan works through them. And people like saints who work through the good have God working through them. Like Mary, she had the Holy Spirit working through her. This is very interesting. So to finish, a demon can never possess you in the sense of owning your soul. God owns your soul. All human beings belong to God and they are his possession. So you can't technically sell your soul to the devil, but what you can do is serve him. And so this is what we want to avoid. Serve God, not the world, not the flesh, not the devil. But in cases of demonic possession, there are some innocent victims. The enemy has usurped their soul, meaning occupying the body. But that's the place created for the Holy Spirit. So turn to God through the sacraments, through the church, through your prayers, through worship, and say, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Through the diversity of the Holy Spirit, may you let him live in your daily actions. So if you're not sure what you're facing, please see a spiritual director. Go see a priest. Sometimes they can help you in overcoming Satan's attacks like this. Catholics, you can sometimes also find assistance in deliverance prayers. Deliverance prayers to free us. That of a priest. Father Ripperger has uh, deliverance prayers for the laity. I spoke with him out in Colorado uh, a few weeks ago. And Father Ripperger did, and I did a conference out in Denver. I recommend him highly. He has a very strong deliverance ministry. If you think that you are either oppressed, obsessed, or maybe possessed. But fear not. I don't want to end this having somebody say, Father Chris said, I'm possessed. Or I'm obsessed or I'm oppressed. No, that's not what I'm saying. We have nothing to fear. You know why? Satan can't take what isn't his. He just takes up residence. He's like a guest that you don't want in your house. But who owns the house? You and God. Evict him. Evict him. Fear not because he has no control over you that you don't give to him. Fear not because the answer through the sacraments, prayer, the church, and the mercy of God can re-free you. So fear not. The answer is God's mercy. And your soul, which is spiritualized, your living spirit, unite with the Holy Spirit. Be like Mary, a quasi-incarnation of the Holy Spirit. You're not the Holy Spirit walking around in the flesh, but you are and can be a spirit united so that the Holy Spirit is united with you and becomes your spirit. That's what it truly means in having God live in you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.